Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 until 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and maybe a little bit about curling. Uh, Most uh, important, though, we'd love to answer your questions. So please send your questions in to inchbyinch at peterinch.ca, and we will enter you in a draw to win a smart thermostat. How's Mr. Gilbert? I'm good. I'm good. Lot, lots going on. We got uh, open house coming up on on April the twenty third, Saturday, April twenty third. It's exciting. That's coming up. It'll come up really quickly too. So, yep, and, do you, and do you know what? Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't Wouldn't it be really really nice if if my car arrived at the same time as the open house? Uh, that <laughs> would be. We wouldn't have it wrapped, but we could show everybody your car because it's supposed to arrive the day before, right? At the twenty second, yes. Yeah. yes. So I mean, they give you they give you the the week, right? From the twenty second to the but yes, yeah. it would be just it'd be a nice surprise. So so, do we want to do a shout out to the to whoever it is to say you might want to have it there to Alicia at uh, North London Toyota? Yeah. Yes, hey Alicia, North London Toyota. It'd be really great if my car was here for the twenty third. The 22nd of April, yes. Because we would hate to hear the next radio show <laughs> after that, if it isn't there, you know. Yes. Because <laughs> I, would I let you forget that, Steve? No, 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 no. Because, no, okay. no. you know, the April Fool's thing is coming gone, so. Yeah, yes. yeah, that was, that was uh, you know, Friday. April and, Fool's, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. And I was waiting for that. I know you and, were. And I, then they called you early and yes. said it wasn't going to be there That's on right. April 1st. Yeah. That was too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, now today's a big day. Oh, it's, sorry, you're, you're not playing in it. Oh. <laughs> but it's playoff championship oh, yeah. day yeah, at the St. Thomas Curling yeah, Club. Here we go. Yes, and Team Peterson is defending their title. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it was kind of funny because I got a text from Team Peterson <laughs> yesterday saying Bill can't play on Saturday, and I said that's nice. I think I'm sparing for the girls. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And and we're playing for the Dave Gilbert. Are you? Uh, trophy presented by us, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so, but uh, so I could win my own trophy. You could, again, you know, absolutely. So yeah. we'll have to see. But we're we're pumped for it. Good. You know, we're ready. We've been you know well, you, you guys watching are, strategy. You guys are sandbaggers, so <laughs> yeah. it's good that you do that. Everybody says that. You've liked, your, you've liked yourself correctly, and then all of a sudden, boom, there you go, you win. We're not sandbaggers. We just don't put the effort in during the regular season. I see. We're like the Leafs. Well. <laughs> Except yeah. we do it different. The Leafs play hard during the regular season, and then... Fail in the playoffs. What was, we what we was, don't. What was sad for us is we had a great season all year, and then the two playoff games we played, we didn't score a point. Yeah. We we didn't score a point. We were pointless both games. So, yeah, we, it was. Look, look it, after us. <laughs> Take ours. You know, we, we don't score points in regular season, but when the playoff comes, everybody goes, where do you guys come from? Like, you're not missing anything. Yeah, you're making yeah. your shots. Yeah, and, yeah. So then, you know, it was interesting because I, I played the first game we lost. So then we were supposed to play a doubleheader if we won, but we lost. So then um, the girls only had three that who beat us. 
in three ends. And and uh, in three ends, three <laughs> ends they beat us. Uh, so they just kind of said, yep, for another game? I said, absolutely, because I hardly played. So, yeah. Now I got a question because I said to Dan, in I think it was like we were only playing with three people. We were only throwing six rocks. So we were going through ends pretty quick. And I said, Dan, if we get a six-ender, does that really count as an eight-ender? No, it doesn't and, count. And so, and the guy heard me, and he looked at me. He said, "You ain't getting a six-ender." <laughs> but, yes. So, then, but what's the free rock rule? What, what free rock rule? Uh, we still play? played five rock. So you basically only had one rock that you, you could... can't play five rock rule when you're only throwing six. It's like a three rock rule. Yeah, should be. But we we did play the five rock rule. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hmm. So. Gonna be gonna be a big day. Well, good, twelve o'clock. Steve. Good luck to you, and I cheer you on. Um, cheer you on for the playoffs of the St. Thomas County Club. I may I will not be there unless I'm sparing. Well, you can take pictures of us when we're holding the trophy up, so we can put sure. it on Facebook. Yes, you know, sure. Show that. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm on call, so maybe I'll get called out. Maybe I'll be working. <laughs> well, yeah. if we could take it under. The, the Peter Inch and Associates Ice Number Two. You could, you know, yes. under the sign. Yes, and, so yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to give that a try. All right. Well, good luck. Um, now the uh, staying with curling, the Worlds yes. are on down in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, yeah. Team Gushu, Team Canada. Yep. So we we wish them luck. You know, last time they'll play together. Well, I guess they'll play a couple of Grand Slams together, and then they break up. Well, but they're not only three. Only one's leaving. The rest, the three of them, three of those are staying together. So it's not really a true breakup. It's just a partial breakup. Breakup hard to do. You know, oh. didn't want me to sing that song. No, no, I don't want you to sing any songs. But no, it. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of movement, and Team Holman got uh, Tracy Flurry. Yes. Yeah. And now the discussion comes: Where is everybody going to play, yeah. and how is it going to work? And Lisa Wego made her announcement yesterday. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, well, Lisa Weagle is now going to be, uh, all her efforts are going to mixed doubles, as well as coaching uh, Peterman Gallant and yeah. mixed doubles. But uh, she's, that's where she's headed. Oh, good. Well, that's good. She, she is a great lady. A great ambassador to yeah. the sport, right? Yeah. So she, um, she'll continue that legacy and then uh, do her part uh, coaching as well. Maybe she can work with me. Any hope? Uh, you'll have to ask her. Because there, not, yeah. there is a stick, two-person stick championship. Is, <laughs> there is. So who are you joining forces I with? I don't know. That would be hmm. Jim Lyle. Jim Lyle. Jim Waite. Jim Lyle. <laughs> yeah. Either to, yeah. yeah, we yeah. could do it. Jim, we got to do a little work with Jim Lyle. He's he's struggling with the stick, but we could get him there. I struggled for a year and a half, and then it, the yeah. light bulb went on. And now you got it. Yeah. Yes. Now it's good. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Uh, who are you going to interview today? I don't. I don't have anybody to interview today. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, do I? You do could. I have someone to interview today? Yes, you do. Well, am I interviewing you? You are interviewing me today. I'm, I'm the last one. I didn't prepare. Well, that's good. I'm glad I, glad I got you. And you, you got something to mention about winter covers? I do. You, you wouldn't tell me before the I show. I would not tell so, you. So yes. go ahead. Floor is yours. Well, I mean, here you are because. I don't necessarily think you need to take your winter cover off in March because, I don't know, I I got a phone call the other day from your air conditioner. Did you? Yeah. It was yeah. cold? It was cold, <laughs> covered in snow, couldn't breathe, 
because you took the blanket off too early. Well, I so got it the called, tune-up done. It called and complained. It called and said, "I'm freezing out here. I, I wish, I wish, I wish you'd talk to Peter and tell him not to take not to take the the hood off until at least April. April, you know, first week in April is fine. Not not in March. Now we taped this on Thursday. It's 14 degrees at eight o'clock this morning. It was freezing rain yesterday morning. <laughs> it was minus 10 yesterday. But you got to be ready to go both sides. Now, now wait a minute. No, okay. I'm just telling you. I got a phone call from your cover. I, I could play you the. I could. I recorded <laughs> well, it because it was amazing. It, it's it's a little upset because it's in the drawer, shoved in the back corner. You know? <laughs> that, that's what it's. It'd rather be out in the sun and enjoying the weather. I'm sure it's true. So, but yeah, no, it's. I mean, I'm tuned up. Had it on once already, and uh, today, if it stays like this, I'll have to turn it on when I get home to just cool the house down quickly. Okay, I guess I should schedule my tune-up. I've got two of them. I've got two air conditioners, right? Yep. I've got an air conditioner and a heat pump. So. And and we are going crazy. So yes. get it done. Installs are going well. Um, you know, maintenances now are picking up. People are calling. And we were on TV. We were. Well, I wasn't, but you were. Yeah, yes. well, Josh. Josh was the star. I was on for a little bit because I had still had my black eye. I, I thought my... <laughs> My mask would cover it, but no, it, it didn't no. really cover it. Yeah. So I was glad they went to Josh and spent all the time with him. Yeah. 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 Did you not get to makeup? Uh, no, no, they didn't bring makeup. Okay, so. that's too bad. Too bad. But um, also, just to let them let, let you know, like we finished, you know, installs were going well, but we I really tested them last week on an attic job, so. Well, we're going to talk about that in the third segment when we get back. But uh, you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. And we will be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We're not on the radio. You can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. Uh, this is the part of the program where uh, I get to do uh, an interview with one of the uh, one of our coworkers uh, slash founders, and um, yeah, I I thought I was all done, but apparently I had one more person to go. So you you have the distinct pleasure of uh, hearing me interview uh, Peter Inch. How are you, T? Very good, Mr. Gilbert. Mr. Gilbert, <laughs> good. So um, I typically don't take notes. I just kind of wing this and. Uh, like like when you when you're sitting on the other side of the mic, you yes. just wing it. So. Yeah, I just yeah. wing it. So um, and then uh, I just really, I just really want to our listeners to really get to know who everybody is and and, and what kind of experiences they have and things that they like and dislike about their job. But uh, so everybody, we'll just we'll start off with that. If you can just give us a little bit of insight as to Peter Inch, who you are. Uh. I'm an old guy. <laughs> no. I've been in the industry for about 40 years. I mean, I started uh, cleaning bathrooms, washing trucks, flaring, tubing, uh, you know, t- fixing window airs, working in the shop. You know, I, I did it from the ground up. Uh, was on the road uh, installing window airs. That was probably my funnest time because you could do it quickly see people happy and move on to the next one and uh, that was a lot of fun and then uh, came in and started working in the parts department working as a service manager for a while 
then um, started to work as I would call an operations manager and then finally as a general manager and and an owner and then just as a general manager when uh, we sold uh, back in 1999 yeah and then now back to being a general manager and an owner again so it's funny how the world comes around it is yeah it's funny just how yes how all the all the transitions like now but listening to you just speak there's one one position that you never really got to uh got to fulfill in your in your tenure what was that sales sales <laughs> well yeah. yeah well i would say yes and no because i had to do sales in the window air side yes you did you know had yes. to go out and and uh you know and it was funny because we were selling thousand dollar window air conditioners where everybody else was selling 299 yes and uh, we had a lot of success did very well in that but then i i i also i'm surprised you hasn't mentioned this to me but you know you 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 proudly present your closing ratio at 100 percent. something about mr kempenfeld if i do recall well, yeah i didn't i didn't want to rub that you know a little salt in the wound there <laughs> steve but when we did go to sales training and we had to do presentations in front of the instructor at Kempenfelt up in Barrie, I ended up winning that, if I remember yes, right. Yes, you were yes, there. Yes, I was there, yeah. And yeah. then we left there, drove back to work a home show. Yes, we got an insane amount of leads. Yeah, yes. we just knocked it out of the ballpark <laughs> and kind of went, well, this isn't so hard. Yeah. But everything was fresh in your mind and how you were going to do it, and, and it, it worked out really great. It but, did. Don Crosley was the trainer. And he was. Yeah. He's helped uh, yourself and myself over the time. He, he's in the back of my head every time I order inventory. I'm sure, yes, because he, he doesn't believe in having too much inventory in the warehouse. Yeah, yeah. and we had, I think, over a million dollars at one time, and he used to just beat me <laughs> down of why we had so much inventory. So, so then, uh, personally, you've got a couple of kids. I have two, uh, Brandon, of course, who's one of the founders. I think you did an interview with I him did, earlier. Yeah. And uh, so he's working in doing installs and service for us. And then I have my daughter, Jessica, who's working at TD Bank and is doing very well. She keeps moving up in promotions and uh, is still continuing. She's quite a good uh, hockey goalie, mm-hmm. and she's continuing to play that. And she's getting married right. on June uh, in June of 2023 to Dan and uh, wow. so that that planning is all happening now and she's trying to convince me that I shouldn't speak at her wedding and <laughs> I said no no it's okay I just need a you know a screen and a projector I got to do a PowerPoint as I'm, I'm doing sure it, you so. will yes I understand why she's so nervous too right I I, I get that because I I tell I I get to tell the story about when when I was your best man at your wedding and i i joke around because you asked me at one point in time if i'd be your best man and i said sure yeah it's no problem and then you presented me with the binder <laughs> and i tell people about that and they said what do you mean the binder i said honestly i had no idea what i was signing up for and you asked me to do that and i thought yeah i can do that that's not such a big deal but then you presented me with the binder and the binder is yeah never forget it because on the front it said duties roles and duties of the best man and i went oh my goodness what have i done <laughs> just want to make sure you were prepared <laughs> well i it was a great paperweight i i flipped it open a couple of pages and thought uh-uh no I, but it yes i just i had a big kick out of that brandon really enjoyed that story yeah yeah, yeah he would <laughs> yeah. 
So then you have a real affinity. I mean, obviously your passion and your love is in the HVAC business, and uh, obviously it's your passion and love is is with this business as well. And um, but you've also had a, a huge and a great impact on a sport of curling as well. Yeah, curling's been good to me. I mean, I I've been curling since 1974 was when I originally started, and. I mean, my parents curled, but I never remember them curling. It was mainly my brother. I saw him, and he went to Asa, Mm -hmm. and I thought, well, if he could do that, I can do that. And so I started curling. That's you know, met you know, we met in public school, but we you were curling. Your your family was a curling family, and uh, you know the Hogans, and you could name all of them back then. We had a very good competitive junior program. Yes that uh, made you fall in love with that game pretty quick yeah. and then uh, and played it competitively for a while and blew out the knee, continued to play, <laughs> mm-hmm. wrecked the knee more and more as I didn't get it fixed and then made a decision that maybe I should stop curling uh, and stop curling competitively and then I got into running events and uh, fell in love with that, that I still got to see everybody, but didn't have all the pain of the knee. And so right. now uh, that's led into a pretty successful run there of bringing championships to London and St. Thomas. And uh, and uh, your one of your most memorable moments would be about putting a gold medal around who? Uh, Rachel Holman was, uh, and uh, Brad Gushu. I, I, it was called the perfect season um, because Rachel went 13-0. and 0 won the world championship in Beijing, mm-hmm. and uh, I was there to put the medal on. Then flew from there to Edmonton for the men's worlds, and uh, Brad went 13-0 and and won the men's world, and I got to put the medal on him. So that was uh, the year I was chair of Curling Canada. Yeah. Uh, so it was a pretty special year that, uh, you know, it all came together, and uh I spoke about it at uh, a Better Business Bureau Integrity Awards breakfast. Yes. Uh, my perfect season, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and one that I'll never forget. It will yeah. be a memory forever. Yeah. And another memory that you'll have forever for curling was um, you were playing with me. We were playing in Colts, and uh, we were on the B side. So the B side means you've lost one game, and you, you can't lose another where you're out. And uh, we were trying this last game to, to play on, and these young bucks came out, and they looked at us, and they made. They, but they say, they say, oh, this won't be tough. We'll we'll be done with these old guys in no time. <laughs> and you turned to me, and what'd you say? Well, I grabbed everybody at the <laughs> hog line, and I said, okay, these guys just called us old. It we're gonna take them. Like and we it, did. They never. Yeah. They didn't hang a point. The game was over. They shook hands after I think five ends, and yeah. the game was over. Right? Yeah. And I said, don't ever call anybody old. <laughs> and what was interesting with that is that same team then uh, recruited me. Next year to play with them. And and two years later, we won the Ontario Colts. Yeah. 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 I'm going. So they, <laughs> they had to bring an old guy in next year to finally realize what they needed to win that. Yes. Why didn't they ask me? I, I don't know. I was so mad at them. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably they just, yeah. It was just kind of interesting because, yeah, there's that, you know, it's not just the passion about curling, but there's that competitiveness that's in all of us as well, which obviously makes us um, a force to be reckoned with in the HVAC world. Well, it is. It, it's, you know, people, people say, why do you always want to be first? Well, it's that competitiveness in you. Yes. So. 
Well, that's all the time we have. So uh, thank you for doing this interview. And um, I'll just tell our listeners we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. This is better now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Why? Because you're, you're... not drilling me with questions. <laughs> Back to normal. So. Oh, okay. I thought it was a control thing, but it's okay. Never. I never. <laughs> now, we had some questions come in, and this came in from our good friend, John. Okay. Um, John Mahoney, who yes. was our first install. So we'll always remember that and what a great, uh, great time we had in his home. He says, how do I shut off the continuous running blower on my new furnace when I want to change the filter? So the, the easiest way to do it, because, I mean, if you're going to be changing your filter, you, 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 know, you could turn the fan off at the thermostat, but that just is going to be a temporary thing. Um, if you are going to be changing your filter right at the furnace, obviously, then the best thing to do is to is to find the furnace switch and shut it off because then you're taking the power off to the furnace because if it's just off at the thermostat you don't know if it's going to start up again or if someone's going to flip it back on because you're downstairs doing that and you got your hands in there and all of a sudden you know somebody in the house turns it back on again um, you're in a very compromised position so the best thing to do is take the power off to it like our technicians do when they want to go and, and look at a furnace uh, and then change your filter, and then turn the furnace switch back on again. And if, and if you can't find that furnace switch, you know you can probably find the breaker. Yep, there should be your your uh, because furnaces uh, that is a dedicated switch, so there should be nothing else coming off of that power circuit except the furnace. So uh, if you should go to you can always go to your breaker panel and look at where just where it says furnace, and you can flip that breaker, and that'll shut it off as well. Great. And I also, um, we had a question come in. Uh, it says, how often should you clean your gas fireplace? Well, gas, so being a gas fireplace, it is a gas appliance. And so our position on that is a gas appliance needs to be looked at every single year. Um, fireplaces especially. Fireplaces have a, have a real habit because the, the, the vents are very attractive for birds uh, and birds like to build nests in them. So, and if you haven't had your fireplace checked, and a bird builds a nest, then you know there could be some some serious potential problems with that vent being plugged and causing some problems with that fireplace. So, uh, it's just important to have it looked at every year because once a year, our technician not only does he look at the inside of the fireplace, he cleans the glass, checks the burner, uh, makes sure the logs are reset. Re, um, puts new embers down so that it's got that good look to it. Uh, and then he will also check the vent, check gas pressure, uh, all those things that are involved you know, when he's doing that. So they, they'll, they'll put a manometer on that, make sure the gas pressure is right, and make sure it's firing properly, and really do a, a very detailed uh, maintenance on it just to make sure that it's going to operate properly for you. Now, what is the white that appears on the glass? So the white is just its residue. So it's um, it, when you burn natural gas, um, there's a lot of moisture in that gas. So 
as it's burning, uh, it will leave a, a white powdery residue on the glass. So it's, it's elsewhere on the fireplace, but you see it on the glass because when you first light a fireplace, you'll see it condense. So you'll see moisture on the glass. And then, and then as it heats up, that moisture just kind of goes away. But it's that, it's that uh, evaporation effect of the moisture on that glass, which will leave that white residue. Now, what if it's black and not white? Black is bad. So black is soot or carbon. Uh, and if your fireplace has got soot on it or black carpeting, um, it, it goes everywhere. So it's not just on the glass. It'll be on the glass, on the logs, in the vent. It, it's everywhere. So, and soot's a real problem. So if you have a fireplace that is sooted, then they really have to do a detailed cleaning on that. They really need to make, they, they're going to be taking it apart. They're going to be doing a really good clean on the burner. And soot usually occurs because people want to change their logs. And I I just mean how they look. So um, people don't understand that that log has to be in a certain position. The flame's not supposed to ever burn into that log. It can go right alongside of it, but it can't burn into the log. If you burn into the log, you're you're going to impinge. They call it flame impingement, and you're going to cause soot and soot's bad and sometimes if a fireplace soots up too bad it can plug we can't uh clean it we've we've got to replace the fireplace because it's so bad yes and and that's happened i'd say in my years you know three or four times where we tried to clean it and then it set it up again and it just would couldn't get rid of it so much that we finally had to yes um you know replace the fireplace to get rid of it yeah so you shouldn't so Customers, I mean, I guess you can clean your own glass if you want. I mean, that's that's it's a fairly simple process to do, but you can't be moving the logs around. So um, we actually, because every fireplace is different, when a technician takes the logs off to clean the burner, he'll be looking for the manual that went with that fireplace because in that manual will be the instructions where to precisely place those logs back in position. So. If you don't have that manual, then he's got to try and find it online. And if he can't find it online, then he's really kind of stuck because he really can't put the logs back where they're supposed to be. So it's important that those manuals are kept for those fireplaces because of log placement. Now, we want everybody to come down here on October the 23rd to yes. our open house. Yeah. But, and I haven't even told you about this, Steve. But Uh-oh. this is a, uh, you know, hot off the press. You know, breaking news. Okay. You know, we're going to show them the inch-by-inch studio. We are. When they come down, but we're going to interview them. Steve Gilbert Am I? is going to interview our customers, you know, of why they're using Peter Inch and Associates. And we will have that for one segment during the show of what our customers are saying about us. So if you want to be on this show, <laughs> all you need to do is come down on October 23rd. Mm-hmm. Saturday between 10 and 2, or sorry, 11 and 11 2. 11 and 2, yes. I'll be here from 10 to 2, but you'll be here from 11 and 2, and Mr. Gilbert will sit you down in our studio here, and we'll do a short interview with you, and we'll put those all together and uh, play those on uh, the radio show the following Saturday. Wow. Okay, this so, is this this is an epiphany that you just had just yeah, recently. Yeah, just 
like right now. So you must <laughs> like the way I interview, or else you wouldn't have had me do this. Well, I, I don't have to sit here and listen. So that's you know, <laughs> no. I just I think that'd be a great thing to hear what a customer said and sure put it out there, and so and they get to see the studio, see where we sit here, and. You know, we're under the shade of the tree. We are, you know. Yes, and the butterflies. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. Okay. Well, I'll you know I'll I'll prepare for that then. Thank you for telling me. Now we also this week we're on a um, dealer uh, meeting or dealer conference that yes, was we going were. on, and yep. it was held uh, live or virtual. Yes. We decided to do it virtual, which was a good thing because it was the freezing rain. Yeah, it would day. have been a good drive to Toronto. Yeah. You know. So we sat there, but you know, you were they talked a lot about electrification. Electrification is the buzzword for uh the next 10 or 15 years. Yeah. So or yeah. longer. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we had already jumped on the hybrid heat pump and we've put in, you know, combined you know probably 60 already mm-hmm. and uh, and realize how important that is uh, and we're going to talk about that but this electrification is going away from natural gas it is and it's not going away so electrification is here it's uh, all about uh, becoming carbon neutral as a country and uh, that is where um that's where we're we're headed. So I don't think it's a bad thing. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that fossil fuels are going away. It just means um, we can do a better job of being carbon neutral, and electrification is the best way for that to happen. So you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the air, you can get a hold of hold of us at two two six. Four nine nine three seven five two, or always online at peterinch.ca. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating Air Conditioning. So electrification and hybrid heat pump. So what's a hybrid heat pump? So uh, when you think of the word hybrid, the easiest way to, to think of it is your uh, hybrid vehicles. So a uh, hybrid vehicle is got a mixture of electric and fossil fuels, so gasoline. So the same sort of thing happens when you hear hybrid heat pump systems uh, with HVAC, HVAC, heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Hybrid means gas furnace, electric heat pump. And so... Um, a heat pump is just like an air conditioner. It provides cooling in the summertime, but it also provides some heat in the wintertime. So the idea is to reduce your carbon footprint by letting that heat pump run and provide heat for your home, let's say in the shoulder months, which are October, November, December, March, and April. And then you've got your furnace, your gas furnace as backup. So really you're you're going to lessen the operation of your gas furnace by three to four months and use uh, electricity, which is going to be more carbon neutral. So I need a gas furnace, yes, a heat pump, yes, and an air conditioner. Nope. That's a good question. You need a gas furnace and a heat pump because, you're, because that's where the confusion lies. The heat pump is an air conditioner. 
but it does more. So it's it's an air conditioner that that does heating and cooling. So, but that's where people get a little, get a little mixed up. They think, well, oh, I need a third product. Nope, you just need a furnace and a heat pump because it's going to do all the air conditioning and all the heating you need for you know nine to ten months out of the year. And your gas furnace is now is only going to run for a couple of months. But you still need your furnace to drive that air, whether it's cold or hot, through your house. So on a gas furnace, I can get 96 to 98% efficient. That's correct, yes. On an electric furnace, I can get 100% efficient. Yes. On a heat pump, I get 300% efficient. How do you get 300% efficient? Maybe more, maybe 400% efficient. So keep in mind that when you look at a, let's, let's take a baseboard heater. A baseboard heater, if you spend $1 on electricity, you're going to get $1 worth of heat. On a gas furnace, you spend $1 on, on natural gas, you're going to get $0.96 cents worth of heat. So really the electricity is better. But when you get into a heat pump, the heat pump, when you spend $1 on electricity, you're going to get either 3 or $4 worth of heat. So you think, well, why wouldn't I just do that all the time? Um, well, because when it gets really, really cold, that heat pump can't, can't keep up, can't provide the heat that your house needs. So that's when you're going to have to rely on your gas furnace to look after that. Now, the, the heat pump doesn't make heat. It just transfers heat. It does. So it just moves the heat from outside, even though it's below zero. Yes. And brings that inside and blows it off into your home to keep your house warm. Yes, and they've also, nowadays, they, they really have learned, because when you run a compressor, you create heat. So they've really learned more now about transferring that heat along with what it's pulling outside and using that to come inside the house. And then now they've even um, got water heaters that are heat pump, and they're using the heat of your home. So you're putting all this heat into your home, and they're now using that heat to heat the water. That's right. So... It's got heat pump technology, so it's an electric water heater, and the idea is um, that it's got a heat pump on top, which is a, really it's a compressor and a fan. So it'll use as as there's heat inside your house, it'll use that to heat the water, and if if there's a high demand or if, if so, if, if all of a sudden you're really using a lot of hot water, it still has the electric uh, elements in there to turn on to heat it more quickly if if the demand goes really high and and i forget the there's there's electric of course yes there's a combination yes and then there is heat pump mode only yes that so there's there's different settings that you can set that at yes and the nice and also keep in mind that it's all digital these days so we don't have to put a mixing valve with that because the temperature is preset on a digital display so it's really it's one of the first tank water heaters to have a digital display as to what the temperature is in the tank. Yeah. So it's, and, and now it is a little taller. Yeah, because you have to keep in mind it has to be serviced. So it is taller. Um, we have to make sure that it can, it can fit. And because there is a filter on it as well, just a washable filter. Um, so that's, that is in play as well. So they are really kind of gaining traction. Um, there's a lot of interest in them. Um, so if you really, if you have an electric water heater already, uh, it's a great upgrade for you to go to, to a heat pump instead of just a straight electric water heater.
But if we just had a customer uh, a few a couple of months ago who went completely off natural gas, uh, we just finished her house. We were waiting for the water heater to arrive. And so we just finished with the water heater and we have disconnected her gas from the meter. And then she'll be calling Enbridge to come and take the meter away. Right. And, and I mean, she even did solar on her roof. She, I mean, she is going to be net zero, 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 zero. Yeah. So she's, she, she is, she has electrified. So she's gone to this electrification route. Yes. So it'll be, you know, it, it's nice to see the technology. I mean, you know, when I started back in the seventies, heat pumps were huge. Yes. So to see this all come back to me, it's like, Hey, I, I know, I know this. this. Yeah. So it's not relearning it, but, uh, it's definitely uh, nice to see, and and as we go on all these industry calls and industry uh, home shows and that, we're seeing that this is, this is where it's going. Yeah, and uh, just also keep in mind that uh, air conditioners are are great. Heat pumps are a little bit more uh, tricky to work on, so it's important that you have the right technicians. Uh, all our technicians are well versed on heat pumps. Uh, and so they've, they've taken all their courses. They've, they've been dealing with heat pumps for a very long time. So uh, all our guys are right up to speed on heat pumps. Yeah, and even on when we were on that call, I was talking to people across Vancouver to New Brunswick, and heat pumps were big in, in all the areas yes. and everywhere that yeah. they were. So Now, I do like that word, too. I like electrification. Yeah, I know. Yeah. When they yeah. said it, it was kind of like the light bulbs went on yeah. above you. you went, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can use that. Yes. It's good. It's got a good buzz to it. If you need any help, just ask Mr. Kempenfeld. Oh. I'll, I'll <laughs> gladly, you know, give you some help. There. So, I mean, when I go out on a sales call these days and we're, and people just want to quote on a furnace and an air, I'm going to be talking to furnace and air, but I'm also going to be talking to you about a heat pump. Well, and there's... What five thousand dollar rebates yeah, on five thousand? As long as you qualify, because you have to have the right size of equipment. So not everybody's going to qualify for a heat pump, but um, if you do, uh, it's certainly something to consider. And it's a thousand now. Five is the max you can ever. Five get. is the max you can. But get. there's a thousand for the tank or for the for the he- heat, heat pump, pump water heater. Yes. So. Now we did have a question come in here. It says, "Is it too cold to do an air conditioner maintenance?" Well, it depends. As long as there's no snow on it, it's fine. Yeah, um, we just we're doing maintenances now on air conditioners. Uh, it's you know as long as it's above freezing, uh, we can do a maintenance on an air conditioner. Um, if it's below freezing, it's it's certainly it's more difficult. But uh, from now on, like we've already started our air conditioner, you've already had yours done. We can do. We are going out and doing air conditioner maintenances already. Yeah, there isn't enough technicians in the city to do maintenance is when it turns hot because right. we're out fixing broken down air conditioners at yes. that point. And we'd rather get out there and check them and get them fixed before you really Right, so it. then just when it turns hot, you flip the switch, you know it's going to be working. Yeah, so now I, I'm going to turn my focus here to the, the uh, 12 noon championship curling game at the St. Thomas Curling <laughs> Club. So, you know, come out, watch. Remember April 23rd, mark it on the calendars from uh, 11 to 2. Uh, you can be on uh, the show here. Steve will interview you. Wow. And uh, we can do the show. So make sure you head down. Um, when we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 
499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. You can uh, go to peterinch.ca and hit our podcast button at the top of the homepage to listen to this show or any of the previous shows. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Bye from Inch. Life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.